Oh, hi there. I'm Gaspar. <laughs> and I'm Robert. Welcome to Casual. Today is our 10th episode and it requires a special special celebration. <claps> Cheers to that. And to many Cheers. more episodes, Gaspar. Cheers to the 10th episode and yes, to many, many more. And I see that I drink fancier beer than you. I've got a golden can. Come on. <laughs> I got a green one. <laughs> okay. So let's get to the business. Today, we're going to be talking about our portfolio, which is kind of iffy. Check the market status in general. And we're also going to dig into Brave, the privacy first focused decentralized web browser. Which, uh, spoiler alert, it's not decentralized at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. We're we're gonna get into that in in a in a GIF. So before we dive deep into Brave, let's take a quick look into our portfolio. So for those that don't know, we invested about twelve hundred dollars a few weeks ago. And if you're interested in the more of the specifics of what we did, check out episode number five. We'll also link it in the description below. So Gashper, since you're the money manager around here. How is our investor doing investment doing except for massively, massively bleeding? Oh, I just had a lot of a lot of memories passing through uh, how enthusiastic we were when we invested, I think, 1130 something, something about. And now we are down to seven hundred and forty eight dollars. Uh, this is the last info I'm looking here at my other screen. So what one month ago we invested. 1130 almost there then our investment went to 1300 and then we steadily collapsed to yeah steadily collapsed <laughs> 746 i think that the lowest point was 680 something something about but we are now i think 34% down from our original investment as you can see here on the shared screen, uh, this is our portfolio. So we hold some Chainlink, some Uniswap, some DOT, some Bitcoin, some Lina, and some Ether. And here are our, <laughs> I cannot say profits and losses because it's all in red. So our losses, uh, we lost about 30%, as you can see, but um, I'm not too worried. No, seriously, I'm not too worried. Uh, but what's the general market status? Uh, every, everybody's panicking, isn't that right? Yeah, it is. It is. So let's let's uh, jump over to to what the general market status is currently saying. So, for one, uh, over a trillion dollars since the last time we invested flushed out of the market, which is kind of scary. That, that, that that's almost one third. Or yeah, that's right there about. Yeah, one third. It's how also one third of our money is also gone, right? <laughs> so on, on another aspect here, we can see almost uh, 600 new cryptocurrencies emerged. So that's also a nice fun fact. But yeah, let's head over to the fear and greed index, which is currently at 23. Yesterday, it was 12. But we got even lower. We got we hit 10. And um, 10 around here on January 23rd, so which was three to four days ago. And we fell um, to 15 back here in 6 January. But this is really similar behavior to what we have in what we had like in the summer of when China banned mining in general. So this is become, becoming like a, a slight similar pattern. So I'm not expecting like a sharp, sharp uh, upturn yet. Because why? 
so while everyone is generally panicking right now and selling or what now spreading general uh, fear, uncertainty and doubt, we are fact in still of a sideways movement. So if we just check like what has been happening since January 21st, we've been doing nothing but moving sideways. So this is an interesting aspect. So whenever we would break below down this 30,000 level, it would be concerning because we are checking out these previous levels. And where, whenever we reach anything below the 38 level, we're still like the market is confirmed. But anything in between that's going on right now, this is basically just sideways movement. And there are a couple of possible reasons for why we're seeing such a such a downtrend like we did here, right? <clears throat> so the first one is the stock market crash. Um, you know, the investors expect the Federal Reserve system to hike the interest rates in March for the first time since the start of COVID-19. So this was all the way, all the way back here. Um, and additionally, inflation is in, it's in an all-time high and Russia ban banning crypto in general, same as China did in summer, where we saw after the after China banned everything, we saw like uh, an all-time high, so right here. So it will be interesting to see like how this plays out after uh, the stock market crash and, and, and the Russia ban. Yeah, there are a lot of factors impacting this, and uh, I'm pretty sure that our podcast is not one of them. Since our podcast came out, uh, the fear was up and the Bitcoin and all the crypto market went down. We are not uh, we are not impacting this, I hope. Yeah, so all in all, this is certainly not as bad as it seems, although the, the loss in our portfolio hurts a little bit. Uh, but I, I think it's only temporary and that we're looking for a really, really fruitful 2 and 22. Yeah, same here. Looking forward to what the next month will uh, will bring and definitely at least i'm staying positive uh we're gonna get into the greens and next time that we share we'll probably see some profits there yeah fingers crossed and uh, we'll drink to that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> cheers <laughs> cheers okay uh let's continue let's go on to our main topic today uh, today we are talking about the brave browser and before we dig in we are not sponsored by brave Right. If you want to be sponsored, uh, if you want to be shown and uh, featured on casual, please reach out to hi at casual.is. That would be pretty nice, pretty sweet. But for now, this is not sponsored. So Brave Browser. Uh, while it is advertised as a decentralized browser, this is not true. Um, the actual browser is not decentralized. I think that the decentralization part comes from the fact that Brave is the first browser to implement a protocol with the most awesome name after casual. Uh, that's Interplanetary File System, IPFS protocol, which enables Brave to connect nearly to a million of crypto domains that other browsers just cannot open. Uh, you can Google that a bit and you will see some sites that are only available through Brave. So that's one thing. What else do we have? So yeah, uh, this IPFS protocol that you mentioned, it, it basically accesses to all these decentralized apps along with the, the domains you, you specified earlier. Uh, a question here we can ask ourselves is, what does the Brave browser have that the other browsers don't? So there's three main topics we're gonna be covering today. And one is the built-in wallet that they have, built-in rewards and the built-in privacy. 
The built-in wallet is kind of similar to MetaMask and it can interact with the blockchain. And there's just maybe one main difference in, in relation to MetaMask. And that is that <laughs> MetaMask doesn't come pre-installed with, with <laughs> in any browser. So yeah, it saves you two clicks. That's, that's basically it. Um, so there's just two minor examples. If MetaMask, for example, shuts down, you can, you can move all your funds to, to, I don't know, Firefox, MetaMask, or to any other wallet. And on the other hand, if, if Bray shuts down along with its wallet, you can also move the funds to MetaMask and vice versa. So it, you can move the funds either way. Um, that's it. Yeah, one more positive thing, or positive if you are a Brave fan or Brave user, uh, you are using your wallet within the privacy preserving, preserving browser. So you don't have to use, you know, a special wallet with the browser, which is not as secure as it could be. Yeah, that's true. another thingy. Okay, next, uh, build-in rewards. Uh, this, is, this is very interesting topic since by blocking ads which we'll cover in in a couple of minutes um users can actually pay brave and not brave actually brave creators so there are rewards that user gets for viewing the for viewing their ads so brave ads and you can either um, withdraw those funds or you can disperse them to creators so just a plastic example ad block used to block all ads and then advertisers started to pay them to bypass that. So that's not really <laughs> efficient anymore. And um, Brave actually uses the same systems where uh, advertisers can sign up for Brave ads or Brave rewards, and then you get paid for that. And again, you can withdraw that or you can disperse that to creators. There's an option in the menu to do that. On the other hand, you don't get paid when using, when using Adblock. And uh, next thingy, content availability. You have to know that some content is not accessible when using either Adblock or Brave. So what that means for the user, you have to you have to manually disable ads to view some content. That means that we are paying with information, paying with our information. So basically, when you disable disable our ad blocker, you get to watch the content, and by Brave Rewards, you are get, you are motivated with financial incentive. Yeah, suddenly your privacy, I mean your privacy, your data is not as free anymore, even though the Brave Rewards aren't as big as one would imagine their personal data being used for. So, yeah, yeah, in the long shot, you can actually use those rewards to pay for the subscription. At yeah. the end, the rewards are not so high. You will not get 10 bucks a month. But still, it's something that you get back. Yeah, it's it's more than Adblock or any other service providing you for, for blocking ads. So... Or, or watching them for that matter. So the last part here that Brave has is the built-in privacy. It blocks app ads and scripts by default. So I don't think this requires any special attention to detail here. So in Firefox or Chrome, when you download it and you, I don't know, visit YouTube or some other websites, you will see ads everywhere. And uh, Brave just disables this by, by default. Um, this also means that like certain scripts that can be malicious are also blocked by default. Mm -hmm. Another one of these privacy-preserving features is upgrading the connections to HTTPS. So some websites don't use HTTPS for for some reason. I don't know. It should be everyone should be. Using it should it. be a standard now. <laughs> yeah, it should be. 
So uh, for those that don't use the HTTPS, Brave uh, acts like as a middleman and inserts this certificate in between. In reality, what this means is that like if your ISP wanted to check uh, the con what content on a certain website you're watching, they can't because you're using the uh, secure hypertext protocol. And the last one of um, these privacy-preserving features is the fingerprint randomization. And a lot of people might ask what, what it is, but fingerprint in, in layman terms is a large correct co uh, collection of things that are unique about your browser and your environment. So your operating system, your browser window size, details about your computer, hardware, which extensions you use, and combining those into one sing single mega identifier, which is also called a fingerprint. Yeah, and that fingerprint is pretty simple. If we just go to totally lame terms, I use Windows, I have my browser resized to, I don't know, some resolution, let's say 1080 times 1920, and uh, I have a special graphics card, and all three, all three things together, as though, I mean, they are still common, but the combination of those uh, give you gives you a simple identifier of a set of data points which could be unique, so we can tie, uh, we can identify and tie those together to basically track uh, anyone. Yeah, so that means like most of people that have like default setup, they can be pretty much uniquely identified based on that. And uh, com ad advertisement companies can use that information to track you across other websites, and just. Point, pinpoint some certain information on you. Mm -hmm. And that leads us to the main, not the main question, but a topic that we were stuck on for a couple of hours when we were preparing this episode. What is privacy? That's that's a big question. And now we will be just focusing on one aspect of that. And that's what private, what is privacy on browser level and why is that important? Why do we need privacy again on browser level? And what are the consequences of having or not having the privacy here? Yeah, so <laughs> do we need privacy? First question, absolutely yes. What are the consequences? They can be too many that we can uh, account for. So imagine, for example, uh, I really like this quote by Edward Snowden that um, he, he basically wrote in 213, 214 when the NSA revelations came out. He said, if we know we're being watched, we act differently. So if, if we put another example on top of that, so imagine a controversial topic of, of uh, watching porn, right? Would you do it the same way if your neighbor was watching you? Like, is, is there a difference if, if you're just one in a million? So imagine your neighbor is watching just you or a million people at the same time. It's, it, it's a little bit different. So in another example, content creators get paid less since they get less ad views and revenue. So whenever you have your ad block enabled, again, example, Twitch, YouTube, your content creator will not get revenue since you're not viewing ads. Um, in, in addition to this, we, when you have it enabled, so privacy preserving mode on Brave with ads disabled and scripts blocked, you're much less likely to be tracked uh, or infected by malicious parties, as mentioned earlier. This means like, if you're an advertisement company, you must enable advertisers to serve uh, pictures and scripts to your website. And this means sometimes 
malicious scripts can bypass those systems and users can end up getting infected in the browser, opening or installing apps or even crypto miners. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to step back to, to the second point that you made that the creators get paid less. I think that Brave has an elegant system going around this. Uh, again mentioning the brave re rewards which you get and then you can disperse them back to the back to creators uh, that's one way of giving back since internet in the purest sense is you know a concoction of communities and creators who are basically inviting everybody to to participate and they're providing usually quality content that motivates us to um, to follow them and to watch their videos, watch, uh, re read the content, and of course, generate revenue in, in that in that case. Yeah, having the incentive to to pay forward basically that money. But I imagine if, I don't know, Brave Token goes to 100 bucks, I would imagine a lot of people <laughs> cashing that out and not paying it to the content creators. Unfortunately, the rewards are not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Not there. Uh, but on the so, other hand, when uh, when you say, okay, I don't need so, many, so much privacy, you get a lot of personalized info based on your either search history or other interests. One could say that you get better user experience in terms of having, having content that's actually relatable. When you come back to, for example, YouTube and you get videos that are recommended for you based on your history, you are more likely to find something that's uh, appropriate for you, you will definitely click on it, you will watch it, you will get from that point and down the funnel. And uh, is it better user experience? Sometimes yes, as mentioned, you can get a list of, of interesting stuff, but on the other hand, if you're watching, uh, interrupt, if you're getting interruptions with ads all the time on your YouTube videos, you, as you can see, our videos are not monetized, so no interruptions there. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, is that really better user experience? It goes kind of both ways. One could argue that uh, at the end, uh, you have a privacy that is focused on ads and privacy that is uh, focused more on user accounts, since that's a totally different minefield. If you have a user account and you voluntarily give info there, we can cover that in, in a future topic. But uh, focusing more on the browser level, we are still talking about ads. You still get a personalized feed. Is it better? We would like to know that. So, uh, what's your what's your take on this? Please let us know in the comments. Yeah. Uh, so but, whatever. Yeah. Should... Sorry, just wanted to say that um, browser privacy is something that we should be aware of. Uh, I've checked some statistics and I found out that I think forty two point seven percent of all users use AdBlocker. Let that sink in. 42%. Uh, we didn't find any info on what's the main reason, whether that are privacy reasons or people are looking for experience without ads. Maybe they are protecting uh, themselves against malicious software. No idea there. But um, there are many reasons for that. And I also checked the statistics on browsers. I think that Chrome is leading with 70%, like 20 or something is Safari. Then there are other browsers. Can you guess how many users use Brave? Five percent less. Way less, by the way. <laughs> One percent <laughs> zero. <laughs> it starts okay. at zero. Just please tell me. Zero point zero five, I think. 
although I'm a happy uh, mobile Brave user and I've really been enjoying it for the past uh, two years. It's been amazing. What about you people? Let us know in the comments. Do you use Brave? Do you use something else? Do you have other ideas? What should we be doing? What is your take on privacy? That's all awesome info. Let's start the debate down below. Okay. Also, what is your opinion on the current market status? How much you are you in the red? How how concerned are, are you about your privacy? And all, as Gashper said, are you already using Brave? How do you protect your information? Just like answer any of these questions in the comments below. Of course, like, comment, share, subscribe, and follow Casual Bits on Twitter, and or just drop us an email at hi.casual.is. Hi at casual.is. And we promise that we will definitely respond. <laughs> That's it. That's it for this one. Thank you, everybody. Have, Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye.